The nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. And I am Leanne Meyer, and I'm just thrilled to be able to have you back and to especially to be able to um, do this show today. So um, our sponsor today is Holly Blue, H-O-L-L-I-B-L-U.com. And it's a nurse community app, which is for and about nurses. Uh, You will find resumes, tools to help you stay organized, professional opportunities, community and peer support, uh, a self-empowerment and self-care app, as well as uh, a page called Nurses as Lifeblood of Healthcare, which we all know is true. Uh, Their motto is hollyblue.com, a community where nurses thrive. And I think that's really true. I've been really excited to be able to go on their um, app and uh, read and hear about so many other nurses across the country. So today's show is called A Nurse I View a CBD and um, I'm kind of excited about it because I feel like um, this is something I know almost nothing about. Um, I'm willing to bet that I'm not the only nurse around the world who is woefully uneducated when it comes to CBD. The myths, the truths, the confusion, What's good? Uh, what it's good for and not good for? Um, how does it differ from recreational marijuana or medical marijuana? Therefore, when one of my former nursing students, full disclosure, asked me about sharing uh, her knowledge with my audience, I was really curious. So Patty Gilk is an RN. She's a founder and owner of Just Natural CBD Wellness. Um, she's somebody that I know and trust and thought that she would be very helpful for the show. And then through uh, LinkedIn, I met Jerry Schultz, who is an MSN RN, and she's the um, founder and CEO of Tulip Tree CBD, which is an online retailer. And she also contacted me to do the same thing. And it occurred to me that the knowledge of each of them could be a tremendous benefit for the understanding of all of us. So... um, I'm happy to introduce Patty Gilk. Uh, she is the owner of Just Naturals in Excelsior, Minnesota. So, uh, Patty, can you say hello and tell a little bit about yourself, how you came into nursing, and how in the heck did you get to CBD oil? <laughs> Hi, Leanne. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm just excited about this. So, uh, my last position was in the cardiac cath lab at University of Nebraska Medical Center. Mm-hmm. And I decided to postpone my career because of my husband's travel schedule, which was I, I was fine with. And with three in college, a few years back, I was, you know, searching for my next step in nursing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I was even thinking it was too late for me to start again. Mm-hmm. So at the time, at the same time, I was doing my little coloring books and trying to figure out myself, and I was having a lot of menopause symptoms, like anxiety, mm-hmm. not sleeping. So 
So I started researching CBD for a natural solution. And there were so many brands out there. Everybody's is the best. What do you do? Is this a real farm? And, mm-hmm. and then after extensive research, I just started uh, using a hemp CBD oil. And it truly just changed my life. Wow. And I just became really passionate about educating and helping others, and I decided to open a wellness store in our community. Fantastic. So I, yep. Go ahead. And I just Go. picked a selection of top brands in the country, and we have education events, and that's where I'm at. Fantastic. So Jerry Schultz, um, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Jerry is the founder and CEO of Tulip Tree CBD. Um, tell us about how you got into nursing and how you came to this point. Sure, I would love to. Um, You know, I have decades of experience in patient care, and I've been in clinical administration, managing cardiovascular services, intensive care units, inpatient hospice units, and telemetry units. Um, You know, and when I was doing that, I was really proud to win awards in patient satisfaction and employee satisfaction, because I felt that that really reflected my passion for nursing. And I have the utmost respect for frontline nurses. They're some of my favorite people. So managing was a a privilege and a pleasure for me. Um, I also served as nursing faculty at several Chicago area schools and universities um, because I wanted to inspire nursing students with my love of nursing and the strong work ethics that you need to be successful. I hold license in Ohio and I hold a nursing license in Illinois. I'm a member of the American Nurses Association, the Ohio Nurses Association, American Cannabis Nurses Association, Cannabis Clinician Society, the Cannabis Nurses Network, and the National Nurses and Business Association, which actually inspires nursing entrepreneurs. Um, I have a master's in science in nursing, a bachelor's in nursing, and a bachelor's in business administration. Um, And I took that passion for learning, and I focused it on cannabis and plant-based medicine, founding Tulip Tree CBD, and then just recently founding Dose.net, which is a medical cannabis nurse consulting service. Um, Researching the cannabis market, much like Patty, I became encouraged by the way CBD alleviated my own symptoms and convinced of its healing potential as a natural alternative for um, my symptoms, I decided to uh, open up Tulip Tree because there were a lot of discrepancies in quality and some unbelievable claims and healing, mm-hmm. dosing confusion, hard to use products, um, you know, and so I decided that I needed to rectify that and opened up Tulip Tree. Great. And how long ago did you do that? So Tulip Tree, uh, CBP. Yeah, Tulip Tree CBD is celebrating its one-year anniversary um, this month, so it's it's all new. You know, I always say I'm a better nurse than I am a business person, so it was a big <laughs> learning curve, but there's a lot of support out there for nurses uh-huh. looking to do their own businesses and be entrepreneurs. Sure. And Patty, when did you actually open up? I know you thought about it for quite a while before you actually did it, but when when did you actually open? We opened uh, last summer. It's been about a year and a half. Yep. Fantastic. And um, it's having the store is, you know, where people can come in and, and, and talk one on one 
is mm-hmm. just so rewarding, you know, with the amount of people that have gotten relief with this product. It's mm-hmm. it's really emotional. It's it's pretty good. It's almost kind of amazing that it's taken this long. Um, I mean, back when I was a boomer, I guess I still am a boomer. <laughs> um, but that was, you know, yeah, we still are <laughs> boomers, I guess. Uh, but just that, you know, so much was talked about it at that time that people felt like um, there had to be more uses for it, even other than medical or things like that. But just so many different ways to use this product. So hopefully things will start to move forward um, more. So, um, Patty, could you tell us about the basics? We're um, assuming that other people don't know just as much as I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. Get us started on this. Okay, certainly. Um, What is CBD, right? That's the the big question. And Mm -hmm. it is a naturally occurring compound that's found in cannabis, the hemp plant that I carry, that reacts with your body to create balance. And it has been used for thousands of years medicinally. And there are over 100 cannabinoids in the hemp plant. CBD is only one of them. There's CBG, CBN, THC is a cannabinoid. And there's also terpenes and flavonoids. And the terpenes give the cannabis flowers their smell. Mm. And terpenes are in many plants, and they're what's used for uh, aromatherapy. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so cannabinoids found in plants are technically called phytocannabinoids, phyto meaning plant. And then phytocannabinoids are mimicking compounds, which we call endocannabinoids, that are produced naturally by all mammals. Hmm. So we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but we do have cannabinoids in our bodies. So this is the science behind it that some people, you know, don't know about. Many people mm-hmm. don't know about. I didn't. And I didn't know about it. <laughs> Until <laughs> you know, right now. They don't teach it in medical school. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then CBD oil comes from extracting the essential oil from the hemp plant like a CO2 or ethanol extraction, and then they're mixed with a carrier oil like olive oil, MCT oil, or something like that. Hmm. That's fascinating. Um, yeah, so when, I, I don't remember when or which state in the United States got started um, using the cannabis. Do you know by any chance, Patty? When... Yeah, which, which state? state got started using like the um, medical um, CBD or some of the other, um, like beyond just the mm-hmm. recreational use? Medical cannabis was legalized, started legalizing in 1996. Mm. So I don't know the state though. Okay. I think well, it was California. Great. It would California, probably be California, wouldn't it? <laughs> I would think. Um, <laughs> So, Jerry, um, Patty mentioned endocannabinoids, and I did not know we had that in our in our own systems. So tell us more about that. Sure, yeah. And you know what? You're not the only one because we were never taught that in school, uh, nursing schools or, you know, medical schools, physicians. 
And the reason why is because the endocannabinoid system uh, wasn't discovered until the late 1980s when scientists were studying the effects of THC. And they used a radioactive isomer to track the uptake of THC. They discovered a whole body network of receptors And they named the network the endocannabinoid system because of the research they were conducting on cannabis. So that's how it got its name. Um, The endocannabinoid system is actually a series of cannabinoid receptors that function as subtle sensing devices that monitor and equalize the body's function to achieve a homeostasis. Um, These receptors, they're called CB1 and CB2, not real imaginative, but that's what they're called. (laughs) And they're located throughout our body where they pick up cannabinoids, um, either endocannabinoids, phytocannabinoids, or synthetics to achieve that balance, that homeostasis. CB1 receptors, you know, are prominent in the central nervous system, connective tissues, glands, and organs like the GI tract, the liver, uterus, cardiovascular systems, the pancreas, and especially the brain. Um, CB1 receptors are primarily expressed in the peripheral nerves and in the central nervous system. You know, low levels of CB1 receptor expression has been discovered in the heart, the endothelial and smooth muscle cells of the blood vessels, and peripheral autonomic neurons. The THC binds to CB1 receptors, so it it kind of um, connects like a lock and key. And that's the euphoria and the relaxation and the short-term memory impairment associated with getting high. Um, CBD is a phytocannabinoid, and that loosely binds to CB1 receptor sites and can block THC from locking into those, which decreases the euphoria and other effects of THC. CBD also connects directly to our opioid, dopamine, and serotonin receptors, mirroring their therapeutic benefits such as reducing pain, anxiety, and depression in the CB1 receptors and inflammation in the CB2 receptors. You know, those CB2 receptors are found in immune cells, GI tract, and the peripheral nervous system. They're also present in the brain, spleen, liver, heart, kidneys, bones, blood vessels, (laughs) lymph cells, endocrine glands, and the reproductive organs which explains the effects of the cannabinoid on such a wide variety of systems. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's a a crash course in the endocannabinoid system. (laughs) So that explains a lot about why uh, anxiety could be reduced with this. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Anxiety and inflammation, Leanne, are really, um, CBD is excellent. um, And there's a lot of research out there uh, showing Mm -hmm. that it reduces anxiety and inflammation processes. And those two things go hand in hand to a large extent for a lot of us. um, I've had many, 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 many injuries over the year. And uh, the inflammation is a big problem to be always trying to regulate. And then the anxiety often comes right out of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, we know that all disease more than, starts with inflammation. All disease does? So, well, sure. Most diseases start with inflammation. So even people are using this just as for general wellness. Fantastic. Right. So, so CBD, actually, um, more than 60% of CBD users take it for anxiety, 
for chronic pain, insomnia, and depression. Um, it's got a celebrity following as well. You know, um, Kim Kardashian took it, for example, when she was freaking out over her fourth baby, birth of her fourth baby. Um, professional golfers use it. Bubba Watson uses it to sleep. Martha mm. Stewart uses it for her French bulldog. It's, you know, mm. it's everywhere. <laughs> That's fascinating. We're coming up against a break. And before we go on to another topic, I was thinking maybe we could just um, take the break here. Uh, so um, this is this is very interesting to me. Um, this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I am Leanne Meyer, and today we're talking about uh, a nurse-eye view of CBD. And my guests are Patty Gilk, who is an RN owner of Just Naturals in Excelsior, Minnesota, and Jerry Schultz, who is an MSN and RN, and she's the founder and CEO of Tulip Tree in Westchester, Ohio and both of whom sell and educate clients regarding CBD oil. And we've been having a, a basic primer here on CBD. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Womeninhealthcare.org, a national nonprofit, is our newest partner at Once a Nurse. It is among the most rapidly growing professional development groups for women in healthcare today. Through healthcare education, professional development, mentorship, community, and a focus on self, the organization empowers women with the tools needed to advance their careers. They use initiatives to break down barriers within organizations and equip women with the tools needed to open a powerful force for gender parity. 80% of the healthcare workforce is female, with nurses a massive majority of that percentage. But less than 20% of leadership is female. Join womeninhealthcare.org as they help all women of all ages and all levels rise up. Use code HEALTHPROS to receive $50 off the annual membership fee and receive discounted pricing for events, free resources, webinars, and a substantial discount for our annual leadership summit on October 22, 2020. Women to be where you want to be in the world of healthcare. Hey nurses, what would you say is the hardest part about being a nurse? Well, most of you would say it's putting everyone else's needs before our own, which means not enough time for self-care. And this is why Holly Blue has created a peer support and community app just for nurses, so you can take care of you. Holly Blue is the ultimate nurse app to help you connect with local nurses, organize your nurse life in one place, restore your love for nursing, and empower you to thrive in a field that needs you. Want to see how it works? Student nurses, nurses, and retired nurses can download this free app on the App Store or Google Play now. Just type in H-O-L-L-I-B-L-U or go to hollyblue.com to start connecting. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. 
Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again at Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer, and today we're talking about a nurse eye view of CBD, and I have two nurses with me. Uh, One is actually a student of mine, Patty Gilk, and she's the um, owner of Jess Naturals in Excelsior, Minnesota, and Jerry Schultz I met online with LinkedIn, and she is the founder and CEO of Tulip Tree uh, um, in Westchester, Ohio, and that's an online um, uh, uh, company uh, which she is um, using to educate and let people know more about the CBD oil. So, um, Patty, you mentioned before uh, that the cannabis comes from hemp, and what's the difference between hemp and marijuana? Um, That seems to be confusing for me and for a lot of people. Yes, because they're both cannabis, but marijuana is high in psychoactive compound THC. Okay. And the, um, that's the compound in marijuana that causes a high. Mm-hmm. So um, in hemp, it's not marijuana. In order to be legally cultivated, hemp must contain less than 0.3% of THC, which is not intoxicating. Like in comparison, marijuana has 10 to 35% THC. Wow. And hemp is 0.3% or less. And it's, hemp is also grown as an industrial crop for mm-hmm. uh, the use of rope, clothing, and building materials. And right. I think that that's, that is a good example of what is the difference. Okay. Jerry, anything else you want to add to that? Um, yeah, you know, hemp has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And at one point, when the colonists came over from Europe to to um, settle in America, they were required to grow hemp, um, huh. which was really interesting. And actually, money was printed on hemp. I think uh, <laughs> paper, a lot of hemp was used for paper. So hemp was a huge cash crop. Um, back in the day before Prohibition. Um, so the history is really interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I would not have known that for sure. And, and Patty, um, if I was coming to you to, um, you know, to choose a product, how, how would you go about helping me to know what would be is appropriate for me? So when looking for a product, there's basically three different types of CBD oil, let's say. The full-spectrum oil retains the natural balance of cannabinoids and terpenes found in the original plant. And in the broad spectrum, it's the full spectrum, which means the terpenes, flavonoids, all of the cannabinoids, but they just take out that THC. Mm. And a CBD isolate... It does um, not have the beneficial terpenes or other cannabinoids found naturally in the plant. It's just CBD isolated in a bottle. And mm-hmm. so those are some of the things, the, the items that you could look for. And also when you're looking, you should make sure that it's third-party tested and why that's, um, uh, that is because most of the CBD manufacturers are doing this anyway, but there's some that are not, and that just helps with the integrity. And that just means that the CBD oil is uh, tested by a third party that's not involved in the company. Mm-hmm. And also, if 
making sure that it's organically grown because in you know in the testing they're they're testing for pesticides solvents uh cannabinoid mm-hmm. profile um and heavy metals so that's very important too wow i wouldn't have even thought of that um mm-hmm. so where what kind of uh, what does it take what kind of land or what kind of um uh, situation environment does it have to have to be grown and uh, to talk about some of the claims that people make about CBD. Well, uh, there's a lot of people out there, like when I was doing my research, that it was really frustrating because I know, especially the older population, they'll look at a website and buy mine, this, you know, cures cancer mm-hmm. and all these other things. There's, there's, there's a lot of research going on about a lot of different things. But, you know, making medical claims is something that, you know, as a nurse in, in my particular situation, in a storefront, you know, I, I don't use my nursing license, you know, I don't make medical claims, and mm-hmm. that's just kind of on the, the legal side of it. Um, and as far as growing, Minnesota is starting to, to grow it, too, and it's, um, it's kind of exciting that um, now that hemp is legal federally, you know, since 2018, that there's a lot of uh, states coming on board. Well, it sounds like, like you said, or both of you were saying that there are other uses for hemp than this. So it seems like it would, you know, like corn, there's only certain things that it can be used for. So you're, you know, putting a whole field of, of corn and then, you know, you depending on the price of corn, you may or may not be able to use it for uh, to, uh, making a, a good living. But this actually sounds like uh, it could be used in so many different ways that even if one area of use of it went down, it still could be utilized in other ways. Does that sound about right? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I, can, I'd like to jump in here real quick because one of the interesting facts about um, hemp is, you know, as Patty said, you, you need to have the third-party testing. And the reason why that's so important is because hemp is what they call a biomodulator, which means that it, when it's planted in the soil, hemp sucks up all of the heavy metals and the pollutants Mm -hmm. and the pesticides from the soil itself into the plant. Um, And it's so good and so efficient at doing this that they actually planted hemp at Chernobyl. Really? After the accident to help clean the soil of all the radioactive materials and heavy metals. Um, And so Really, you know, there's, there was a company you would think, oh, hemp grown in Colorado should be wonderful and fabulous. But there was a company that grew a lot of their hemp in Colorado. They didn't realize that they were growing it next to an old silver mine. And the silver mines produce a lot of heavy metals um, as byproducts of mining the silver. And mm-hmm. their hemp products were full of heavy metals and they weren't able to use it. Um, so think of taking that that plant and then concentrating it down into a tincture or an oil, um, you're concentrating all of those pollutants down. So that's why third-party testing is so incredibly important because you want to make sure, one, that you're getting the CBD. You know, we all heard in the news, you know, so many companies have CBD claims and some of them don't Mm -hmm. even have CBD in them. Um, So you want to make sure that you have the potency correct, but you want to make sure that you have a clean product. And you're not putting, you know, poisons into your body, which is very possible. 
So when you see on Amazon or when you see at the gas stations, you know, 10,000 milligrams of CBD for $29.95, the chances that there's any CBD in those products are very slim. Most of it is hemp seed oil, which doesn't have any medicinal property besides being really high in omegas. Um, but I just wanted to throw that out because I thought that Chernobyl instance in the, the hemp being a biomodulator is really interesting. It is. That's really interesting. Patty, do you know or can you tell me how do they get those things out? Because I, I get how they could condense it all, um, you know, to make the oil, but then how do they clean it? So it's done during the extraction process, and um, there's CO2 extraction, and there's also like an ethanol extraction, and it extracts just the cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids. And then after that, they will test the product and make sure that they it's clean. Mm-hmm. So it, it connects, like the um, terpenes and flavonoids, they connect to the CO2 and the other yes. substance? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it just takes it right along with it, sort of, sort of like um, uh, insulin connecting and being able to get into a cell because it's connected and has the key to do that. Interesting. Mm. So how about dosing? Um, Jerry brought up dosing, and I hadn't thought about that in connection with CBD. So how do you go about that? I'm guessing the normal person doesn't have a clue. Oh, I'm sorry, Patty? Yeah, Patty. Okay, yeah. So, right, and there's many factors involved, Um, weight, diet, metabolism, genetics, environment, um, the product consistency, and, you know, it's really not very easy to find, you know, there's not a universal serving size, you know, like take four ibuprofen, call me in the morning (laughs) kind of thing. So in my research, the average dose is about 25 milligrams a day, and the range is 10 to 100 so it's a pretty pretty wide range there. But the goal is to take the least amount of CBD for the desired result. So, um, and the dose will vary greatly depending on why it's being used. Low doses are more focusing, energizing, you know, taking away the repetitive thoughts. And higher doses can make you tired and, of course, are good for sleep, and typically higher doses are needed for pain. And I always, you know, when people come in, you know, I say, rate your, start a journal, rate your sleep, stress, or pain on a scale of 0 to 10, and start taking a low dose and uh, reassess after a few days. And it's also, you know, something to think about is, is um, biphasic in nature, which is very interesting and which, you know, what I say is less is, less is more or more is not always better. And mm-hmm. at higher doses, um, CBD can produce opposite or adverse effects. And smaller doses tend to stimulate the body and um, can be much more effective than higher doses. So you could be just wasting product if you're taking it and, you know, maybe you didn't need, need that much. Mm-hmm. Does it excrete through urine and stool or something like that, or what happens when you get too much? 
Yes, it's definitely excreted through your liver and your um, through your urine and feces. I'm sorry, Patty. I I don't. No, that's okay. I should have been more specific. (laughs) So say more about the maybe Jerry picked that up too. The biphasic aspect of it. So Mm -hmm. um, I guess I'm not quite clear about what that means. The same dose could have two different results. Or um, is it just based on the amount creates the reaction? Jerry. Oh, good. Um, No, actually, the biphasic in all the cannabinoids, um, what happens is you reach a dose. Think of a bell curve. Mm -hmm. Um, You reach the the most therapeutic dose, and that's very individualized, Each person, like Patty said, it depends on the severity of what you're trying to treat, what you're trying to treat. Um, For instance, I had a woman who called me and was taking my products um, and said she she, she didn't know what was going on. They weren't helping her. And so when when I talked to her and did a consult with her, I found that she was taking them for anxiety, um, but she was taking 20 milligrams before she went to bed at night. Now, she was taking it in tincture form, and, you know, tincture is taken sublingually most times. That absorbs directly into your bloodstream and is bioavailable in about 15 minutes. But tincture only lasts about four hours in your system before you really need to redose just by the nature of the route that you're taking it. Um, And so she was taking it at night, but she was going to sleep, so it wasn't helping with anxiety uh, during the day. So she mm-hmm. started taking it during the day um, in the morning and she took the tincture and then I told her that she needed to probably stack that dose because tincture only lasts about four hours to take a soft gel cap, which goes through your GI system, processed uh, through your liver. It takes a little bit longer to process and become bioavailable because of that, but mm-hmm. it lasts up to eight hours. Now, if you were to take, you know, more than you needed, then it's not going to, um, you know, you reach the top of that bell curve and you're at that peak. More is not going to get you more benefit. You're just going to start going on down that backside of that curve. Um, And like Patty said, you don't want to take more. It's not going to hurt you to take more, but, you know, you don't want to take more than you need because it's not an inexpensive product. Um, mm-hmm. And when you reach that that perfect point for you individually, then you can tweak it a little bit here or there depending on your dosing needs. Um, if you're taking it for anxiety and you have a particularly stressful day, you can take a little bit more. And that's where tincture really comes in because it kicks in and is more bioavailable quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so you right get a, a, a faster relief from it. Right. So um, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, And I think you're probably overcoming um, this idea that many Americans have that more is always better. You know, if a little is good, more is better. Um, So is that something that you have to do a lot of uh, talking about with your clients or or at least asking them if that's where they're at? Because I think even, you know, my ex-husband, it was always more is better. You know, three Mm -hmm. is good, four is better. Right. Yes, we talk right. about and it every why, like day. Said, 
you know, Patty advises her patients to to take a journal. And I, you know, I include a, a dosing guide and a journal in all the products that I ship out because it's important to keep track. Um, CBD isn't something where you take it and it's like a Tylenol where you're like, oh, I immediately feel that my pain is gone. You really have to be in tune to your body. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to consider how you feel before you take it. You know, consider the length of time before you reassess and say, oh, I do feel better. You know, when I'm sitting in front of my computer working and I feel the anxiety starting to build in me, I'll take some CBD tincture and I'll keep working. But unless I check in with myself in about 15 minutes, I'll just keep working and think, well, I'm, you know, I'm at my normal baseline and I am, but it's because I took that CBD. Mm. So recognizing that, oh, you're back down to, you know, you've got that homeostasis, you've got that balance back. Um, Unless you check in, you don't realize it because you feel normal again. Does that make sense? Patty, we're going to go mm-hmm. to a break here in just a, a minute or so, but I'm just curious, do you get pushback from your clients that say, oh, I don't want to have to be paying attention to my own body. I just want to take something and, and you know, have it work. Oh, yes, we do. And and the ones that are journaling and, and figuring it out, are they're coming back again and again, so grateful, and they're, you know, I have a one gentleman that does a gel cap, you know, capsule mm-hmm. at night because those, again, are, first of all, more bioavailable, but also they can last longer through the night. And, but he also takes a tincture with turmeric in it at the same time. So the tincture kicks in faster. Right away. And then the soft gel keeps him asleep throughout the night. And, of course, both are helping with pain at the same time because it's a natural anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, we're going <clears> to <throat> take a break here, and we will be back in just a couple of minutes. So this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I am Leanne Meyer. Uh, we're talking today about a nurse eye view of CBD. My guests today are two nurses, Patty Gilk, who is an owner of Just Naturals in Excelsior, Minnesota, and Jerry Schultz, who is the founder and CEO of Tulip Tree in Westchester, Ohio. And both of them sell and educate clients regarding CBD oil. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Hey, nurses, what would you say is the hardest part about being a nurse? Well, most of you would say it's putting everyone else's needs before our own, which means not enough time for self-care. And this is why Holly Blue has created a peer support and community app just for nurses, so you can take care of you. Holly Blue is the ultimate nurse app to help you connect with local nurses, organize your nurse life in one place, restore your love for nursing, and empower you to thrive in a field that needs you. Want to see how it works? Student nurses, nurses, and retired nurses can download this free app on the App Store or Google Play now. Just type in H-O-L-L-I-B-L-U or go to hollyblue.com to start connecting. Womeninhealthcare.org, a national nonprofit, is our newest partner at Once a Nurse. It is among the most rapidly growing professional development groups for women in healthcare today. Through healthcare education, professional development, mentorship, 
community, and a focus on self, the organization empowers women with the tools needed to advance their careers. They use initiatives to break down barriers within organizations and equip women with the tools needed to open a powerful force for gender parity. 80% of the healthcare workforce is female, with nurses a massive majority of that percentage. But less than 20% of leadership is female. Join womeninhealthcare.org as they help all women of all ages and all levels rise up. Use code HEALTHPROS to receive $50 off the annual membership fee and receive discounted pricing for events, free resources, webinars, and a substantial discount for our annual leadership summit on October 22, 2020. org to be where you want to be in the world of healthcare. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Welcome back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. As I said, we're talking about a nurse-eye view of CBD, and my two nurse guests today are Patty Gilk, RN owner of Just Naturals in Excelsior, Minnesota, and Jerry Schultz, founder of CEO Tulip Tree in Westchester, Ohio. And we're going to get back into our our conversation here. It occurs to me, Jerry, that um, this is a drug. And so I'm guessing there are side effects. Are there any drug interactions with other meds that people would be taking? Jerry? There has been some research. Um, and I've noted that, you know, there's ongoing research all the time, but right now CBD, uh, interacts with the same liver enzymes that many of our, uh, prescription medications interact with. So it, it binds to the same group, which means that when you take your CBD and you take your prescription medications together, they're kind of competing for those same, uh, liver enzyme receptor sites which can either increase or decrease that medication's uh, bioavailability and inhibit or um, enhance whatever you're taking it for. And one example of that, and one of the most notable and most researched, is how CBD interacts with Coumadin or Warfarin. Um, And it it interacts with it very similar to the way um, fish oil or vitamin E or other supplements or food high in vitamin K can. If you're used to um, talking to patients about warfarin or coumadin, you know mm-hmm. that you have to be very careful with those substances and supplements as well. 
Um, but since people on Coumadin are monitored so closely to maintain their therapeutic levels, um, it's easy to monitor if they add the CBD to their, to their regime. It may lower, um, you may find that you lower your dose of Coumadin because CBD is so important in, in monitoring that. But you need mm-hmm. to discuss that with your provider. Um, if sure. you ingest your CBD using food or soft gel caps, it's reasonable to take it at least one hour after your prescription medications, and that'll help minimize any potential interactions. Um, the research right now is variable with the interactions and outcomes are being uh, different with high doses of isolate CBD, like Patty was talking about earlier. Um, there is a prescription drug called Epidiolex, and there's been a lot of research that is a fed FDA-approved CBD prescription. Um, but the research on Epidiolex has been on CBD isolate which uh, most of the clinicians across the country and actually around the world agree that isolate uh, requires, which is the isolated CBD molecule by itself, um, Mm -hmm. it requires very high doses to get those Mm -hmm. therapeutic effects. So epidiolics in the research have very high doses, whereas if you're taking a broad spectrum or a full spectrum product, you require much lower doses, like Patty said, and I agree, 25 milligrams is a really good dose, um, and it's a dose that a lot of the clinicians find uh, therapeutic for their patients. So it's a, it's a big difference in, in what you're taking and, and why you're taking it because you get the entourage effect with a broad mm-hmm. spectrum or a full spectrum CBD product, and all of those other cannabinoids complement each other to make the sum greater than the parts, um, and you can require lower doses. You know, according to the World Health Organization, um, they have an expert committee on drug dependence report. They have concluded that CBD does not impact your heart rate or your blood pressure. So um, it's it's something you want to discuss with your, your healthcare provider as far as interactions, but I think there's ways to avoid uh, potential interactions by taking a sublingual tincture or by taking it... Um, not taking it with your prescription medications and allowing enough time to to process those so you're not competing mm-hmm. with the same liver enzymes. Does, yeah. that, does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense mm-hmm. to me. And, and what it tells me is this isn't something to just play around with on your own or, like you said, buying something at the gas station or uh, off of uh, uh, Amazon Absolutely. or something. So right. this... This seems like a perfect fit. Patty, talk about, you know, the fit of being a nurse or working with a nurse to um, deal with this CBD. So what's the value of that? I'm sorry. What's the what's the value of a client working with a nurse on uh, dealing with CBD? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when people come in, in and we have a consult, you know, I... If they're on any medication, I tell them to run it by the doctor. Most of the doctors um, are telling them they come right back and they say, try something. I even have a lot of parents with teenagers coming in, talking to therapists and doctors that are saying, let's try this natural product before you're on medication, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully not, but for the rest of your life. Right. And so those types of things that you may not hear, like if someone comes in with a condition, you know, I don't make medical claims, but I can put the mm-hmm. brakes on 
you know, where mm-hmm. if, if they're going somewhere that, um, you know, like I said, to the gas station, vape shops, things like this, they're, you know, they'll say, well, yeah, take this. Um, so it just mm-hmm. gives it like a little bit of a um, pause there for them, you know, just to talk to right. their um, physician. Because even um, they're looking at SSRIs here um, because uh, CBD is a serotonin booster, per se, so, and mm-hmm. so are SSRIs. So, and just explaining, you know, never go off your medication without talking to your doctor right. and those types mm-hmm. of things is, is, I think, really important. And it, um, it helps with uh, my consults for sure. Well, the other part of it is people really trust nurses. And so to mm-hmm. me, it would make perfect sense if I was going to, you know, I'm nervous about the whole concept of this anyway. It would make just a tremendous amount of sense to me to be able to consult somebody that I feel knows about the body, knows about the product, and um, could, you know, give me some good um, uh, advice. Um, we're actually, I had um, talked about that point when I would have you each talk about something, if there's something you really want people to get. Um, uh, you each have a couple of minutes to talk about it. I wonder either if you want to talk about your own experience with with the drug or if there's something that you really want to get across to every everybody around the world about this uh, whole product. Um, Jerry, would you like to start? Sure. Um, I'd be happy to. You know, I think because a lot of our audience are nurses, I wanted to make sure that they understand that it's very important, even though you weren't taught about the endocannabinoid system in school, it's important Mm -hmm. that you know about the endocannabinoid system. And the National Council of the State Boards of Nursing has published national guidelines for nurses on this. This Mm. includes education for nurses on how to care for people who use cannabis, whether it's CBD or THC. Um, the Journal of Nursing Regulation fills that gap in the literature on uh, nursing care for patients using cannabis and provides some evidence-based nursing guidelines, which, you know, we're all used to working within the nursing guidelines. That mm-hmm. covers things like current legislation, scientific lit review, nursing implications, um, nursing care of patients using cannabis, and nursing education for pre-licensure programs and APRN um, programs. So I teach, um, I actually teach free APN groups and nursing groups, pre-licensure and licensed nursing groups about CBD and how they can address their patients who use it. So not only using it for themselves, which I think is sure. fabulous, but you know, a lot of our patients are using these products and because there's such a stigma around them, they're hesitant to speak to their healthcare provider about right. it. And it's important right. that they do, but it's important that the nursing um, community understands a, a little bit about cannabis and how it can affect their patients. Um, CBD is used very successfully in treating patients with heroin addiction. And oh. there's been a lot of research showing that CBD helps curb that stimulation that happens with heroin addicts in their brain to curb them from from staying away from heroin. And I actually have several clients um, who use it for this purpose. CBD also helps immensely with people who use opioids to help um, reduce the milligrams that they need of their opioids 
uh, when they supplement with CBD. And there's research on this as well that show that it is proven to help reduce opioid intake. Um, And CBD is not ever killed anybody. And we know opioids Mm. and and that is a national epidemic. Um, So if we can do something to help people reduce their milligrams of opioids, and sometimes people, um, there are stories of people getting off of them altogether after slowly weaning. Jerry, I I want to interrupt just a minute to make sure that Patty gets a chance to um, uh, say anything that that you'd like to add. And if that's something you want the the world to know or uh, an experience that you'd like to share. Patty? Well, you know, I I agree with everything that Jerry just said. There's a lot of resources out there. I encourage all nurses and healthcare workers to educate themselves on CB products because over a quarter of the U.S. population has tried CBD already, mm-hmm. and that is just continuing to grow. So, um, and nurses and healthcare workers too are under a tremendous amount of stress, yes. and they can benefit from CBD themselves with stress, pain, sleep. And it is proving to be a natural alternative um, to opioids and other pharmaceuticals. And I know my one of my sayings is, less farm, more farm. And you can't <laughs> see that, but it's spelled P-H-A-R-M. And um, so, yeah, the, the, the different um, ways that you can use this and maybe just um, if, if patients are asking questions because so many people come in and say, I talked to my doctor and they said they don't know enough about it, so they can't make any recommendation. So the more people that understand the product, I think just the better for, for, for everyone, you know, and, you know, I did have, you know, being, being a nurse, you know, and that's what it comes down to. Like I, what was I going to do? I wanted to go back to the hospital. Was I going to open another, like a home health business? Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to say that, you know, halfway through our uh, my business opening, dead of winter, in Excelsior, and sitting in there and thinking about what have I done? Right here we are, <laughs> and uh, this man walks in with a holding a baby, and I I was like, oh, and he says, are you Patty? And I'm and I'm saying yes, and he just looked at me with tears in his about eyes. About thirty thirty seconds, saying, you know, um, thank you for helping my wife. And that's that's why I went into this, and yeah. um, that is um, just another testimony to the benefit of this product. Thank you both for being on. This has been a great discussion, an eye-opener for me, and I'm sure for others. This has been Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. And um, I am Leanne Meyer. I've been talking uh, about a nurse eye view of CBD with my guest, Patty Gilk. And uh, she is the owner of Just Naturals in Excelsior, Minnesota, and Jerry Schultz, uh, the founder and owner of CEO Tulip Tree in Westchester, Ohio. This has been an excellent, excellent show. Thank you so much, both of you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank 
Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week. it easy.